Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life stories with creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and listen to new episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts. Today's guest I have been messaging back and forth with for years, and I actually had the privilege of like first meeting you not even that long ago. I think that was like, what, like six months ago? I am so excited to have you on because it has been a long time coming and oh, I'm just so excited to finally connect with you. If you guys don't know, which I'm sure you all do, Nicole Concilio, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored. My cheeks already hurt from smiling. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. Like, I remember, I was thinking about it today. I was like, when did we first connect? And it was like way back when I had first yeah. started growing online. And you were like posting about me on your stories. You were like, everyone go follow Hiram, go follow Skincare <laughs> Advice. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are such a sweet person. Like, super, super genuine. Thank and I'm, you. you know, Thank you for the support since, like, literally the beginning. Oh, my God. Of course. Well, thank you. You were so kind when you reviewed my little skincare routine. And I feel like yeah. I learned so much from you. And <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here. And I, I love how open and vulnerable you are yourself about mental health and thank just, you. you know, all the things that go along with it. So I've always just had a little soft spot for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. I do for you as well. And that's actually something I'm really excited to get into in this episode because I am also inspired by your vulnerability specifically around your mental health and that's something I really want to dive into but I'd love for like anyone who you know maybe hasn't watched your videos for you to like introduce yourself mm -hmm. what you do yeah I would love that okay so I am Nicole Concilio and I've been a beauty content creator now for seven and a half years wow. on Instagram YouTube and TikTok <laughs> so I kind of became popular for my makeup reviews on YouTube and I was so lucky when I first started out like when I was I want to say maybe I was 22 or 23 I had uploaded my first ever YouTube video on a makeup technique called strobing basically mm -hmm. highlighting all over your face mm -hmm. and it got featured on Good Morning America. So that was like my sign to keep going and pushing forward. So here we are seven and a half years later. I'm still oh my doing gosh. it. That is incredible. <laughs> I didn't even know that you like were the person that popularized strobing because when I first started watching your videos, like, <clears throat> of course, like, you know, there's the iconic, like, I'm Nicole Concilio. Welcome to the video, you know, like introductions <laughs> that you would do and like yeah. just your makeup reviews. I didn't realize that like you like really popularized strobing. That's so cool. That was a huge moment. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and it was one of my first videos I ever posted. So I was kind of like, well, okay, maybe I, maybe I could do <laughs> this that's so Maybe cool I could do this and then you made it happen in seven and a half years you've been you've been doing it it's it's been <sighs> really cool to see just like your continuous journey of like creating content online um specifically around beauty your passion for makeup like um yeah I mean I, I feel like that's the thing I feel like the majority of people who are watching if not every single person watching already knows who you are and has already watched your videos but if you haven't already so you guys sweet. should totally go watch her videos um go watch her skincare routine video Thank too you. But, um, but yeah <laughs> it, what a cool journey i'm excited to like delve into it too and like kind of uh get into like why you started in beauty and what your thoughts are yes. on like the beauty space now but i want to first ask just some rapid fire questions because okay. i'm personally okay interested in knowing first what is your go-to coffee order Ooh, okay. So lately it's been a chai latte oh. with two shots of espresso <gasps> and yes. two pumps of vanilla. Oh my gosh, dirty chai. Yes. That's like the yes. only chai I get. It's like, because I remember I for so long thought chai had actual like espresso in it. And then when I realized it didn't, oh, same. I was like, okay, I need to make it dirty. Add some, add some shots in there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Same. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Good coffee order. I definitely approve. I'd say for the second <laughs> question, what is like your newest It's Hiram hobby? approved, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee order is absolutely. <laughs> um, what would you say is like your newest hobby? Like your most recent interest that Ooh. you've been getting into? 
Okay, so for me, it's been doing my own Gel-X nails. Oh, I gel. just started do doing them, and it takes hours. Like, I'm not even kidding you. This took me four hours to do. Like, <sighs> I wish I was exaggerating, but oh I find it, like, very therapeutic. So that's been my newest hobby that I love. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. You should, like, make videos about <laughs> that. You need to come for Simply Nailogical's throne. Like, someone has to. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Christine. I love Christine. She was actually one of my one of my biggest collabs back in the day I want to say in like 2017 really? and again I was like just shocked that she wanted to collab with me like imposter syndrome at its finest <laughs> she's so cool though like she's actually so sweet she's so and, sweet like, one of the creators that I love watching but you should like you should totally do nail content because your nails look really good and oh my god like Thank even for you. me doing a clear coat I'm like oh my god don't mess up don't mess up I'm like stressed <laughs> about like, it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's like super impressive um okay so what is the worst thing the absolute worst thing that you have done mm. to your skin oh my god it's hands down 100 percent going in the tanning boots and not just going in the tanning boots, not wearing sunscreen in the tanning boots and going in two at two at one in one day. So like I would two go sessions. to like one salon, I would go to one salon and then I would go to a different salon oh later. My God. That has to be illegal. <laughs> It, it, it I'm pretty sure it is illegal. Like they don't let you do oh more than God. two in a day. So that's why I went to do two different places. But oh I, I am barely in the sun these days. So okay, I feel good. like I'm, and if I am, it's sunscreen everywhere, baby. Hands, good. neck, yes. face, everywhere. Good. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you don't have like sunspots and like, you know, significant skin I'm so lucky. Yeah. Oh my I God. know because when I was like 18 that's like what we did like I lived mm -hmm. in New York and it was like very gym tan laundry like mm -hmm. very GTL Jersey Shore <laughs> wow you survived <laughs> that era I mean props to you oh thank my God. God that is bad <laughs> but that's okay you know what I didn't it's even, horrible I didn't never even applied sunscreen until I was like in college is when I like started oh, except for like maybe one time to like the beach and I literally worked outside on a ranch so like We've, we've all been there with the sun damage. You're all good. Um, and then oh. final question, what is something or like, yeah, what is something you regret spending money on that you're just like, oh, I should not oh have Oh my done God. That. Um, so my most recent purchase, I would say, is actually these Jimmy Choo shoes that I got okay. for my wedding. And they oh. have this huge bow in the front of them. And my heel kept getting stuck in the bow so much that I like tripped and fell flat on my face <laughs> in the middle of my my engagement photos with Riley, my fiance. Oh my so gosh. that to me was 100% not worth the money. And also now I'm like, uh, why did I buy these shoes? Because I'm not going to be able to wear them walking down the aisle. I know. Hello? They're not even functional. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of shoes is just to be able I to I know. Like, so I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to have to sell them or just like put them on display somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be, you know, to save future people from from falling on their face. Maybe it's a good Exactly, exactly. <laughs> By the way, congratulations <laughs> on your engagement. Like I'm super Thank happy for you. you. That's amazing cuz you've been with Riley Thank for you so much. a while now, right? Yes, it'll be five years in the new year, and we met, he was my ski instructor, so he proposed to me while we were skiing, so yes. it was very fitting. I saw your TikTok, and so I'm an avid skier, like I'm absolutely obsessed with skiing. Oh my god, I love that, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's like a big thing for me, I try to go as much as I can whenever I'm like not in Hawaii, and uh, so when I saw the video, which yeah. goes, you should go watch her TikTok, it's like the cutest video <laughs> where it shows like when you guys first met, and then he like literally proposed <laughs> in the same spot, I was like, oh my god, I can't handle the cuteness. It was <laughs> amazing, yeah, and I was like definitely caught off guard with 
when he did it because mm-hmm. I was like in such a bad mood that day. Like I did not want to ski. I was having a bad mental health day. Oh, and shoot. he was like, you are skiing. You are skiing. You're getting on that chair and we are skiing. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Talk about a, a way to turn the day around though. Like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Right? That's so awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to jump into the questions because I have a bunch yes. <clears throat> that I'm really interested in like, diving into I want to ask like okay so you share you know your beauty journey how you started how Mm -hmm. you've been in the space for seven and a half years that's a long time like that's a good amount of time where you have seen so many trends come about so many things change and evolve um being you know in the beauty content space for a while now how have you seen it kind of change over the years and even more recently Yeah. Well, more recently, I feel like where people are consuming beauty TikTok has shifted Mm -hmm. dramatically. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like it's more popular on TikTok than it used to be on YouTube. I feel like people want to know in 50 seconds or less if a product is worth it or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And I totally get that, you know? And I'm I'm down to adapt and change and evolve. I think change Mm -hmm. is always a good thing, Mm -hmm. um, but it definitely took some getting used to because I was like, wait, why is nobody watching beauty on YouTube? Mm -hmm. Is it me? Did Mm -hmm. I do something wrong? Or like, you know, the imposter syndrome comes back around, like, oh my God, like, am I a has-been? Like, Mm -hmm. do people not like me anymore? And Mm -hmm. I think it's more just shifting where people are consuming beauty. And Mm -hmm. for me, I've noticed a very big surge within the TikTok community, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And even just in general, the way that people are wearing makeup is so Mm -hmm. different now. You know, it's not like the dramatic cut crease. It's a lot more natural, kind of like what I'm wearing, barely Mm -hmm. even applying false lashes, you know. But Mm -hmm. I actually do like the change. I think it's fun to, like, explore and experiment with showing off your natural skin Mm -hmm. and, like, kind of, like, realizing that beauty is more within than Mm -hmm. on the outside, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's such a time and place and enjoyment within like the artistry side with, you know, the full coverage and the cut creases and just like the immaculate, you know, eye makeup. But I think one thing I like about where the makeup style is now is that it's kind of, I think it's a lot more accessible than what it used to be. Like a lot of people are doing a little blush, you know, an eyeliner, keeping it really natural. And I'm like, that is accessible and relatable to people who might not be able to afford to go out and buy 50 products to do a full coverage type look that was popular say like five years ago you know I completely agree with you on that and it's it's also like realistic because listen Mm -hmm. I ain't going to the grocery store with a full cut crease and a (laughs) bold matte lipstick on you know what I mean like this is kind of what I'm doing every day and I do like that it is more achievable and easy to do you know yeah absolutely and I love that you touched on as well like kind of the self-reflection and the importance of change when it comes to content creation, because it is so easy to internalize what truthfully is just changing external circumstances and changing trends and interests. Uh, It's really easy as a creator to kind of internalize that and be like, oh my God, am I doing something wrong? Is it me? Do people not like me? You know, like get in your head about it. Like how have you kind of like, you know, uh, how do you kind of like manage that? Cause I think that's something that happens to like any creator. Yeah. I mean, so it was very, very bad in 2020 for me mentally because mm. I was like, okay, no one's wearing makeup. No mm-hmm. one's interested in buying makeup. Like I started my channel to make people feel beautiful right from within. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, now I feel like it's hurting me mentally. And Mm -hmm. 2020, as I'm sure for you and many people watching as well, was just such a tough year for me mentally. Mm -hmm. I feel like having an amazing therapist and for me being on a stronger medication, that Mm -hmm. has helped me significantly because if I didn't have therapy or someone to talk to and just Mm -hmm. really realize that it's not me, like the Mm -hmm. tides are just changing. 
I I don't I really don't think I would be here, and I and mm-hmm. I I don't mean that in a dramatic way. I mean that in a very very serious way. I mm-hmm. even shared on my Instagram recently. You know, in 2020, I made a will because I was so afraid of what I was going to do because of how bad of a space I was in mentally and it's taken me even to this year to still keep working on it and realizing yo this isn't me like there's forever changing algorithms there's forever changing Mm -hmm. interests that our viewers and followers have so Mm -hmm. I think also I switched management and they Mm -hmm. really helped me realize that it wasn't like me like they're like yo this is with all of our clients across the board mm-hmm. you're not alone and it that helped me out a lot was just like having people on my side that made me feel good about the content that I was creating mm-hmm. and also cheering me on from the sidelines you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that is something that I definitely needed and still work on to this day like and now when I upload a photo a video whatever it may be I try to respond to the comments and I just put my phone down because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I cannot sit here and obsess about how well a a piece of content is doing. It takes the joy out of it for me. And that's not Mm -hmm. even why I started to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like getting back to square one with like falling in love with creating content again and not just focusing on the numbers. Yeah, it's so easy as it, you know, kind of turns into a livelihood for yes. it to kind of go away from the passion and into like, oh my God, I have to measure this and metrics and numbers and all that kind of stuff, which is horrific yeah. for the mental health. And I, I wanted to say, like, I I had reached out to you after that post that you yes, made. Yes, you did. I commend you so much for your vulnerability. Like, seriously, that Thank was really you. impactful to me to see that. Um, and and I'm so glad you're still here. And I'm so glad you're, you know, you're really you. fighting for your mental health because it is a fight. And I think within this space, it is particularly like the beauty community online i don't want to say it's toxic positivity i just think a lot of people don't have the space and the um that the avenue to be able to express if they're really going through something if their mental health is really right because it's all about like hi guys new makeup look let's talk about these makeup products yeah or like look at this i'm so pretty exactly like it's like i i can't even i can't even create content on the days where i'm feeling mentally bad Mm -hmm. because i wear my heart on my sleeve so much i've always Mm -hmm. been that way and i'm just like that's also another thing is like when I've filmed content, when I'm not in a good mm-hmm. mental health space, all of the comments mm-hmm. reflect that. You know what I mean? It'll be like, oh, Nicole, you seem yeah, sad. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, I don't want to hide the fact that I'm mm-hmm. not okay. I want to talk about it because I wish when I was growing up, because for me, you know, I got diagnosed with anorexia Mm -hmm. when I was 17 years old, but I feel like I have had the thoughts since Mm -hmm. I was like five. I remember as young as five years old, having those thoughts of with an eating disorder. And I wish I had someone to talk Mm -hmm. to growing up about it or had someone that was very vocal about it, like just like watching, let's just say Mm -hmm. Disney Channel or whatever, MTV, whatever we watched growing up. I feel like there was really no one talking about it until more Mm -hmm. recently. And I just want to be an avenue for people that like, yo, you're not going Mm -hmm. through this alone. I literally like on the outside looking in, it might look like I have the most amazing, Mm -hmm. perfect life, but reality, I don't like mentally I there are days where I'm like it would be and and I I don't know if this is like too much Mm -hmm. to say like I'm I'm sorry like trigger warning (laughs) to anyone but there are still some days where I feel like mentally being here on this earth it would just be easier Mm -hmm. if I wasn't Mm -hmm. here you know what I mean like I'll I'll have those thoughts and I know you've said this before Hiram where like it's like the thoughts don't necessarily completely go away but it gets easier to Mm -hmm. cope with exactly exactly I talk about that so much and thank you for sharing that because I think more people need to be talking about that and as a you know fellow survivor of anorexia as well like I I didn't I honestly didn't even realize that until your most recent post but I relate to your story so much it was the same exact thing for me yeah. I remember when I was 6 years old you know having 
you know, body dysmorphia and um, being really critical of yeah. myself and my weight. And that kind of, you know, translated into the eating disorder that came later in life. And had I had someone to talk about it, you know, yeah. a therapist with, um, it would have been so much easier. And I love that you touched on how the thoughts don't necessarily go away because I think that's true for depression. I think it's true for, you know, anxiety, for um, eating disorder, whatever it may be. They don't necessarily go away. It's a process of training your brain to know how to respond and know how to stop those thoughts uh, from turning into harmful actions and harmful coping mechanisms. That's what I've learned over time. 100%. I am 100% behind you on that. Like, it is so important to realize, like, and listen, everything is not mm-hmm. roses and daisies. Like, I could easily come on here and be like, guys, just journal your feelings. <laughs> yes. But, like, that doesn't always mm-hmm. work. It doesn't work. Like, you know, so it's important what I've found is, like, it's a bad day, not a yes. bad life. Like, I just try to, like, repeat that. And also going for my hot girl mental health walks <laughs> with my dogs helps it. me I love it. I love it. Hot girl mental health walks. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love that you said it's a bad day, not a bad life. Because that's one thing that I even I still struggle with. Um, but I have to constantly remind myself of to where I'm yeah. just like, this will pass. You're just in your feels right now. Your, you know, your mind is just not yep. cooperating with you right now. You just got to push through, make it to the next day, make it to the next week, whatever it looks like, you know, because that's how you're able to not kind of feel like everything is uh, falling apart all at once. And I think it's good to have kind right. of like those activities uh, in place to make sure your brain kind of doesn't spiral, which I want to ask you, like, what things do you do when you're having a bad mental health day or when you're, you notice that you're mentally, you know, spiraling? What do you do to kind of help uh, reverse that or fix it? I have my like steps of like, okay, I woke up today and I'm feeling really Mm -hmm. bad mentally. What's my, what are my steps, right? So the first thing for me would be to communicate the fact that I'm Mm -hmm. having a bad day um, to my, to Riley, to my fiance, because I think it's important that your significant other, whoever Mm -hmm. you're dating or who who you're friends with, who your family, it's very important for them to know. So I, I communicate that with Riley. I'll try to, if it's a really bad day, schedule like an emergency Mm -hmm. therapy session. And my therapist is very, very flexible with that. So I've been very... Very, mm-hmm. very lucky. Yeah, so I've been very lucky with that. And I hate to be corny and say that I mm-hmm. do journal, but like I really do journal. Like I find, or what I will do is I'll make videos and I'll never post oh, them, right? That's cool. So, like as a content creator, my form of expression, and mm-hmm. I'm sure for you too, is mm-hmm. creating videos. So sometimes I will just sit down and I'll just start recording myself and I'll just like kind of talk to camera, maybe one day I'll Mm -hmm. release these. Like, I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do with them, but like, I find talking or like saving it as a draft Mm -hmm. on my TikTok, like that to me is so helpful because I've always shared my whole life. So like, for me, a very therapeutic way is to sit down with my phone, just start recording and not necessarily knowing what I'm doing with it, but like kind of having a way to release the Mm -hmm. stress and then I will also like, I need mm-hmm. to eat. If, I, if I'm in a bad mental health spot and I haven't, if I notice I haven't eaten yet, food is such a like mood mm. booster for me. So I'm kind of like, okay, I need to eat. I need to get on a walk. I need to be doing something. I need mm-hmm. to get out of my house because if I just stay in my house with my dark thoughts, it's just gonna brew and spiral more. So like, whether that be, let's just say like, okay, I wanna, I wanna, I'm on a saving mm-hmm. month, right? Cause yeah. I have my wedding coming up. So I'm like, I'm on a saving month. I'm like, okay, so then I know I, I'm very lucky to live in an area in Los Angeles where like I can mm-hmm. go for a hike or I can go for a walk with the dogs. And that has seriously been so beneficial to my mental health is like actually getting out of my Mm -hmm. bubble inside the house and going somewhere even if it's driving in my car like literally doing nothing it doesn't even need to have a Mm -hmm. purpose it's just getting out of my depression bubble that's beautiful i love all of those things and i love that you know you've been able to 
really improve and work on your relationship with food and understand that food can, you know, be help you get out of that. Yes. And I am a firm believer in like getting outside, getting in nature. It can, you know, I mean, it's literally scientifically proven to oh, help your yeah. mood. But I also love it, it does. Yeah. You. And it helps, at least for me, like whenever. I'm like going through it. Whenever I get out in nature, it's the most comforting message of Hiram. There's a whole world out there. There's so many more things going on. There's way more happening than just what you're going through today. Chill the fuck out. Calm down. (laughs) It's okay. There's, there's a whole world out there of (laughs) things going on and I love going in nature. And that's also why I love going on drives too. Like that's literally like Besides actual therapy, for me, that's like a form of of therapy. It's just like driving, listening to music, you know, getting whatever emotions need to be out. Yes, blasting Taylor Swift. (laughs) I love it, yes. (laughs) Well, I kind of am interested in your thoughts too, like, because I've seen, you know, Mm -hmm. on social media, there's a really evolving kind of space around mental health and the conversation there. And I think TikTok has been really revolutionary in not only helping people understand that they're not mm-hmm. alone in the mental health struggles that they have, but also finding solutions for it. 100%. That being said, I, a lot of the mental health advice that I see on social media or online sometimes seems a little, you know, it's almost like it's too aesthetic for its own good where people are like, just journal, you know, go on yes. a walk. Feeling depressed, like <laughs> just, you know, think happier yeah. thoughts. It feels very like, not actually effective and you have you've been through the ringer i'm cured I'm <laughs> exactly cured. it's like it's like a magical wand waving fix and you know as someone for me well i'm interested to hear from you like you've definitely been through the ringer you know it's yeah. it's you have really experienced some you yeah. know dark shit when it comes to your mental health what is kind of your thoughts on like when you see stuff like that because you also journal as well you do some of the things that uh, th- these posts are best just yes and that's that is like that's why I'm saying it's such mm-hmm. a fine line. Like I could literally sit here and tell you, oh, journal, <laughs> but like that is realistically not going to mm-hmm. cure mm-hmm. anything. You know what I mean? Like there are days where those steps absolutely mm-hmm. don't work, and I think that's why like I've been a lot more open about my mm-hmm. struggles. Is because like like you said, the aesthetic posts like. Ooh, I just got my Starbucks. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm cured. And it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not it. Like, that's not it at all. And I know that the intention behind those videos is mm-hmm. probably good. It's just one of those things where it's like, mental health is not an aesthetic thing. It's a mm-hmm. serious, serious thing. And I think the more we get raw and mm-hmm. real with it, the better it's going to be for everyone. So it's like, that's why I say, like, I filmed those videos of me, like, literally just, like, mm-hmm. crying uncontrollably in the on the bathroom floor, right? For example, that was, like, one of my most recent mm-hmm. things I filmed. And it's, like, I do want to do something with those videos when mm-hmm. the time is right, you know? Like, so I think for those people out there that do want to make mental health awareness content, I think my advice would be to just be Mm -hmm. more real with it and not necessarily be like, okay, I'm putting on my aesthetic Uggs (laughs) and my aesthetic Aritzia outfit. Like it's, it's not that because when I have a crappy mental health day, I look and I look like shit and I feel like shit. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, so I think showing more the real side of it is way more beneficial in the long run. And will also kind of like steer away from those like toxic positivity things like oh I I just had a five minute Mm -hmm. walk and I'm cured like no that's so unrealistic that's so unrealistic and does more harm than yeah exactly I I completely agree I think more people need to be more raw open and real and actually like a personal example I you know a few Mm -hmm. years ago I, I I was making a mental health series on my channel and kind of in the middle of that actually mm-hmm. thank you I thank you so it. much for watching it like you were in you were I in was the hospital yeah so I was admitted those. into a psych unit okay. for 72 hours um after I had uh, attempted to take my own life mm-hmm. and afterwards I felt so much shame and embarrassment and just like oh my god I'm literally never telling anyone about this because this is humiliating this is embarrassing yeah. um and uh, even though like I 
felt like I should talk about it. I was just like, oh my God, I cannot. But then as I was like on TikTok and I was seeing more content out there, I was yeah. seeing people like making uh, funny and you know funny posts about their time that they spent, you know, in the hospital and the psych ward and like all their experiences. <laughs> like yeah, the exactly. Socks. The grippy socks. <laughs> I like, I saw so many people talking about it and it inspired me and motivated me to be like, you know what, Hiram, you should talk about this. You should be open. I and love that. I think that's the beauty of like, being open and real and raw about it like your post is a perfect example on instagram mm-hmm. like where it you know thank you motivated me to want to you know share more of my story and i'm sure it does the same with so many other people too so i think it's so cool that you're being open and honest about it thank you so much and i just have to say i'm so proud of you and i'm so glad that you're still here you are changing so many lives and you have added so much positivity to the beauty space more than you even know like i and you're such a brave person for sharing for sharing that like thank you thank you so much even as another content creator because like like we gotta Mm -hmm. stick together first of all but second of all like we both are Mm -hmm. in the beauty space and we both are mental Mm -hmm. health survivors and warriors and it's just like i'm just like thank you for sharing this so that we both have opportunities to help Mm -hmm. our audiences Mm -hmm. out. thank you 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 really understand you you understand like that the mission of like why both of us are like talking about things like this because it runs so much deeper than even thank just you. what's in the beauty space. And thank you so much for the kind words. I mean, kind of related yeah. to what you were talking about oh my God, um, of is with the beauty community. So like, I'm sure, especially over like the past few years, you <gasps> yeah. know, you see so many people that are like, the beauty community is toxic. The, you know, influencer beauty community is toxic, all that kind of uh, stuff. You know, yeah. I, we've all, I'm sure, explored and heard that conversation. What I'm interested in hearing from you yep. as someone, you know, who has had, uh, who is a mental mm-hmm. health survivor is what what is yeah. your opinion on the way that beauty content, uh, being in the, you know, beauty space online or just consuming as much as we have to um Mm -hmm. do you think that's like toxic to the brain or like to mental health like I'm honestly really curious to hear your thoughts I honestly think you know the there was a time in the beauty community where things were definitely Mm -hmm. toxic and I don't like to generalize and say that oh the whole community is toxic because that's definitely not true you know, like I have made such incredible friends, like people that I'll have like to mm-hmm. my wedding, you know what I mean, in the industry. Um, but for me, I feel like things definitely aren't what they mm-hmm. seem on the internet. And sometimes, like I'm not gonna lie, there have been times where I'm like, oh my God, if only people <laughs> knew how yeah. this person was. Yeah. Like, you know, there's definitely been times like that. But um, I definitely do feel like, you know, the beauty community like definitely used to have mm-hmm. its toxicity, but I 100% feel like it has changed mm-hmm. for the better. And a lot of us OGs, mm-hmm. like, you know, the people that have been around for as long as I have, I feel like we all kind of collectively have each other's That's backs awesome. now. And I feel like it's so nice to know like that I'm not the only person that struggles. Like there are other people, like I've been on brand trips where creators have said like, oh my God, my engagement's mm-hmm. so bad. And then I'm like, Girl, don't even talk. Mine is shit. Like, you know, like, there's definitely been more of that openness where it's like, okay, creators are finally Mm -hmm. coming together to talk about the struggles Mm -hmm. that we go through. But then on the other side of things, like you mentioned, there has definitely been some times where I'm on brand trips, you know, and I've been like the smaller creator when I was first starting out. And there has definitely been times where like I felt Mm. excluded and I'm like, where do I fit Mm -hmm. in this beauty space? Like where, who is my friend? Like, where do I fit? Like there has been times where like I was on a trip and everybody was like Snapchatting people. And then when the camera got to me, it like quickly turned because like, I'm assuming it, they didn't want to give me a certain amount of clout or you know what I mean? Just, just how things used to be Mm -hmm. back in the day. And I'm so glad that it's not like Mm -hmm. that anymore, you know? And um, what with that also being said, it's kind of like, okay, so the mental health, like, I'm like, okay, if I'm not good enough, I'm already feeling like I'm not good enough mm-hmm. to be on this trip. And then the people mm-hmm. are treating me as if I'm not good enough. And then, and then I'm getting comments mm-hmm. that are telling me I'm not good enough. It's kind Coming of like, that's where the imposter syndrome 
really mm-hmm. brood, you know? And, and I also think that like being a content creator in general, like being on the internet is definitely mm-hmm. toxic. Like I tell every single person, this job is so incredible. It comes with amazing perks. And I would literally, I am so grateful. I'm literally nothing without my followers. Like, but your mental health suffers <laughs> severely and everybody oh, yeah. needs a therapist. Everyone, if you're in this industry, everyone needs therapy. I'm telling That's you literally right what now. I say. I'm like, you know you're a content creator when you absolutely have to get a therapist <laughs> because it's really, it's like, it honestly is a prerequisite of the job. I feel like it should be because there is, because it's not normal. It's not, not, I've talked about this on the podcast before where yeah. I'm just like, it is not natural. In, no, this is not uh, a normal Absolutely thing. not. Like never in history no. was anyone meant to be perceived, commentated on, spectated by hundreds of thousands, millions of people. So like, absolutely. And I think, you know, like with what you were saying about the beauty community, you know what I, I think what it is, at least from me, you know, I started watching beauty content like six years ago. I'd love to hear your perspective. What it is, when the beauty content, uh, sorry, when the beauty space was first kind of formed online and there was creators, everyone was just doing it solely for the passion, like just for the interest. Um, I know that's why you started it. And I feel like a lot of creators did as well. Then when it got so popular and with, you know, views and attention uh, and fame and all that kind of stuff, uh, money will follow. And then in my opinion, toxicity kind of follows that too. So when the industry exploded and got so big and everyone was, you know, consuming content, um, I think that's where you got a lot more disingenuous people or just a lot of people who are solely focused on that. Now, though, I feel like online, the beauty space has changed a lot where it's not as... Yeah, it's not as, like, huge as it was before. And I feel like it's kind of like a return to the passion-driven content and the people who have continued to stick around are the people who are truly passionate about the artistry and helping people just like you. So I think that's kind of what I'm noticing is like happening and why it seems like there's less less toxicity now, at least compared to how there was before. That's kind of my take (laughs) on it. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I would agree with you on that. And then I also think like, you know, back in the day, I remember like going crazy. Like I would be like, oh my God, I just got this new uh, PR package and I have to do a review on it right now. I have to be the first one to put a review on it. I got to post it right now. And that also led to a lot of toxicity, like with with my work relationship, Mm. because I would, it would be like 3 a.m. and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to film. I just got this PR. I need to be doing something like, you know, so... I think also breaking away from that and being like, no, bitch, you deserve mm-hmm. a break. Hello? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be filming at 3 a.m. So, like, you know, with YouTube, I am trying to still find where my space is and, like, what direction I want to go because beauty on YouTube has shifted mm-hmm. dramatically. A lot. Dramatically. So I'm still in this space where I'm, like, finding my bearings, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say, with like what kind of content I do want to upload on YouTube. And I even asked my followers the other day and a lot of them were saying they miss Mm -hmm. the old school beauty YouTube videos of like just chilling, getting ready. So I'm like, maybe I'll bring those back. I mean, that's honestly the type of content that I love to consume. I'm kind (laughs) of sad that like has stopped being as popular because for me, I'm like, I watch like YouTube videos as I'm like getting ready in the morning and applying my skincare routine and stuff. So feeling like you you can do that with someone else where it's just like chill, conversation I'm like y'all need to bring it back because I love that content yeah. personally like we, we I, <laughs> you know we should watch more videos I'll like bring that it back. um and I wanted to ask you too as well because I feel like uh, particularly like work-life balance is yeah. such an interesting concept to me not only as a content creator but just yes. in general for anyone and I think particularly right now with you know the way the economy is and just post pandemic and everything uh it's kind of like yeah. a yeah <laughs> uh, uh I always think like, does work-life balance really exist in a society that is constantly just focused on like progression and success and like all of this? You know, what is your, Mm -hmm. what does your like work-life balance look like? Because I completely relate where before like, well, sometimes even now too, I was literally like filming a video at uh, midnight last night. (laughs) I guess I'm not, I shouldn't just say before, but I feel that where it's like you're up at 3 a.m., you're filming videos, all that stuff. What have you kind of put into place that you think has been really helpful? with um, keeping a work-life balance? 
so for me, it's like really having mm. the weekends off. Mm -hmm. Like that's major for me. Um, so I used to like work every single day, seven days a week, was on mm -hmm. my phone 24 seven and like consuming that much internet time and like just being so involved with what mm -hmm. other people say is not mm -hmm. good for anyone, right? Like. So the goal for me is like, I try, I wake up in the morning, I'll try to get up early, I'll try to be up by like okay, 6 30, nice. 7 a.m. Cause I really enjoy my, my mornings with like, you know, I, I have a set routine nice. where like, I really do like to scroll on my phone and like catch mm -hmm. up on content I've missed. And then usually I'll start filming by like between like 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. and like 3 p.m., like right in between there. And then if I get an idea that's like after, let's just say five, six, 7 p.m., I table it and I'm like, I will, I I will do this tomorrow. So it's kind of like really trying to like have more of a mm -hmm. daily schedule because it's like when my, when I don't have that, my brain gets all over the place. That's when I'm like, I need to be working. I should be working at 7 PM. I haven't done <laughs> yeah. anything today, but blah, blah, blah. even though in reality I've answered emails, mm -hmm. I've talked with my management I've edited content. Like it's like, so it's more just like stepping away from that, like toxic mm -hmm. hustle mentality of like, I need to work 24 seven mm -hmm. or I ain't worth shit. Like, that to me, like, we're, again, I, I feel like I, I've broken record here, but mm -hmm. working on that with a therapist was key to me because I was like mm -hmm. killing myself trying to film. And I'm not gonna lie, there are still some times where I get motivated at mm -hmm. like 10 o'clock at night and let's say I'm in a good mental mind space and I'm like, oh, I'll just quickly mm -hmm. film this idea I have. There will definitely be times like that, but majority of the time is like spent with me really trying to come up with some sort of a content mm -hmm. planning schedule. That way I'm not feeling like so all over the place with what I want to film and, mm -hmm. and when I'm oh, done. I love that. Work, I love that know? you've been able to grow to a point of developing a schedule. <laughs> Thank you. I think that is really important for, for everyone just to yeah. have like, you know, um, set times and have yes. a routine in place because it's good for the mental health. It's good for just stress levels all over. Mm -hmm. Like, um, oh, it was so interesting because that has never been my personality ever. I've always been like a workaholic or even, uh -huh. I guess, even beyond a workaholic, like someone who's like, Same. I need to constantly be busy. I need to constantly be doing something, never a dull moment. And I was having a conversation with um, someone yeah. the other day um, just like uh, a random person I had met and we were like talking about like work and they were just like, oh, I need to be working constantly. Like I want to achieve my goals and dreams and that's why yeah. like, I don't need sleep and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I am looking at an old version of myself. This is like looking into a mirror of the past I because say now like, you know, with well, life experiences and I think definitely therapy too, it's like. I have realized like, oh my God, that is not healthy mm -hmm. at all. That is not good to do. No, it's not. I literally used to say like, sweet sleep <laughs> is for the weak. Like who, like what? We need sleep to recover. <laughs> Hello, ma'am, anyone there? I feel like... that, oh my God. But you know, like uh, I know for me personally, I was like, I'm stubborn as fuck. And I had to actually like, you know, I was like, screw what everyone else Same. says. They don't know me. And then here I am like years later, <laughs> beaten and broken after like so many sleepless nights where I'm like, oh shit, they were right. I guess you do need balance. So I'm yeah. glad that you've been able to get to that point. And I think it's important just for yeah. anyone to be able to like establish Thank you. That, have a schedule put limits on how much you're exerting yeah. yourself, what your body and your mind can handle and giving like time for rest and recovery, you know? 100%. Because even when like, even when my anorexia was the worst it was had ever been, like it was, I dropped down to like 79 pounds. And I remember like I would, I would take like water bottles and put them in my like pockets at the doctor's office to be like way mm -hmm. more on the scale, right? So even like, even back then, I like, it, it's funny cause that mentality of like work, 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 work. It was like very present even mm -hmm. with my eating disorder. It was like, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat, don't yep. eat, don't eat, don't eat. Like, and, and I was barely sleeping then too. So it's like, it's funny, like once you have like a well-balanced, like just world and like your own kind of like community and mind, it's funny how, how like just things fall so yeah. positively into place. And I wish I would have 
realize that earlier in life. Like you don't need to be a workhorse. You, you need mm -hmm. to go to sleep. Like you don't need to be up all day long. Like you don't need to starve yourself to fit yeah. societal standards. Like you, you don't need to do that. But you know what? It's like, I always say I'm grateful to have gone mm -hmm. through it and lived through it because then I can share my story and help even just one yeah. person out, oh, I've done my I, job, you so know? So I love that you touched on that, actually, because that's something I remember thinking about throughout the course of my eating disorder, and even now, like, really firmly believe, because I've always mm -hmm. said I would not wish an eating disorder on my worst enemy, because the amount of mental strength, no. like, well, I mean, it's just you, the mental power yeah. that you have to, like, be around food and forcibly not consume any of it when every single ounce of your mind and yeah. brain cell of your fiber of your body is just screaming at you to eat that is serious mental strength and yeah. the unfortunate thing is that anyone who's in an eating disorder all of that mental strength is being exerted towards a really harmful coping mechanism but if you can figure out how you can recover if you yeah. can turn that around and apply it towards something positive then i'm a firm believer that like people who have ex struggled and experienced and overcome eating disorders are like can be some of the hardest working, mm -hmm. most influential, um, you know, like world changing people. Oh, because yeah. if you're able to like mentally do that, I, I feel like you can channel all of that energy into such a positive direction. And it's cool that you've been able, I mean, I literally made yeah. a video the other day um, on my TikTok talking about kind of like how ugh, people are saying like heroin chic is coming black, blah, blah, blah. It's so stupid. I, I fucking hate it. Oh. It makes me so mad. No, I, I can't. I'm like, we're I not can't. doing this again. It yeah. And I like so made a video angry. like talking about how I'm just like, no. um, you know, first of all, this, we're not doing this. This is not happening. But, um, specifically no. you know, talking about how addiction specialists um, say that, you know, eating disorders are some of the hardest, like in the top three, if not the hardest addiction to overcome. So you were able to overcome that shit. And it's so cool that you can channel yeah. that energy into a positive direction. And I think that's true for Thank anyone you. who struggles, you know, whether it be specifically with an eating disorder or, you know, with mental health, like applying it yeah. in a positive direction, ugh, you can, you can make such a huge impact, you know, and it's, it's cool to see you doing that. Yeah. And even, even with like, cause I, I mean, I've got, I feel like I've got like mental mm -hmm. illness. I've got like, you know, like just everything. I'm like, I have depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. anorexia, like, you know, and it's just like, if, if you and I can go through things like that and, and see the light at the end of the tunnel and kind of convey that to our audiences, like that to me is like, way more important than being like oh, uh, oh yeah. this foundation like it's, oh yeah it's great <laughs> like you know what i mean like at the end of the day that is something that i i, I love that mm -hmm. we are both so passionate about and i always say like like it's like my mental health comes first and <laughs> beauty mm -hmm. comes second like that's always kind of like what i'm trying yeah. that's what i'm trying at least to do you that's know beautiful. it's not that i mean easy, that's i think one of the main reasons sure. i really connected with you and like Thank wanted you. you on the podcast in the first place because like you know yeah it's so much fun and it's so cool like <sighs> videos and, and things like that but for me i feel a real really deep connection yeah. to you know someone who has been open and honest about their mental health journey but as well like as thank you because thank you, know, you. I don't know too many people like who have really shared their story online and so and I see it as so much more impactful because I know yeah. sometimes like I have to be like Hiram remind yourself you know your content is about skincare that's why people watch your videos because sometimes I'm like we have to talk about more important <laughs> things you know and so <laughs> Do you ever feel like frustrated know, by that? I know, I know, the balance. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, I'll have these days where I'm like, oh my God, who gives a rat's ass about a foundation? Yes. Like, there are yes. people dying. Like, I'm just like, there there will be days like that. And, and then my fiance brings me back down to reality. He's like, all right, bring it down. Like, you can still talk about this and do beauty. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. He's my I love voice it. of I love reason, it. It's a I good swear. balance. And like, that's, you know, why I'm grateful you've been able to come on the podcast. Like, yeah. Share even more of your story because I think you are doing that. And thank I just like, you. as we finish up, I just want to say like, thank you for what you do online. <sighs> thank you for your positivity that you spread. It, you know, it really inspires me and I know it inspires so many other people as well and just I'm so grateful you're still here I'm so thank grateful you that so you, much you know, have kept pushing through and I can't wait to see like what, 
<laughs> You're going to no, make seriously. me cry. Seriously, I'm so grateful for you. So You're so sweet. And I'm very grateful for you too. I'm grateful that we were able to connect and that that you're a real honest person. Like I feel comfortable around you. Like and I'm so Thank grateful you. that you're here. And I'm grateful that we got to like talk and hang out. And I have oh, yeah. like, I have one question for you actually. Okay, so as a content creator, what is something like, what is a piece of advice you could even give to me or other content creators listening? Like when, let's just say like you're having a bad mental health day, but you know you need to film content. What is something that you do that helps you get back on mm. like the track of being like, okay, I know, let's just say like you have a sponsored mm -hmm. post you have to do or something like that in general. Like what is something that you have as advice I that you've learned? Question. This you. is a really good one because it took me a little while to figure out, especially because it can be easy to like get in your own head. And for me, one of my main struggles is like if I see negative comments or yeah. hate comments, then those will get in my head and kind of affect that. But what I've yeah. actually done, and this was actually courtesy of Mia on my team, um, I remember I was going through like a rough patch where uh -huh. I was like just the hate comments were really getting to me and everything. And what she did is she screenshotted. Yeah positive loving supportive comments and was just sending them to me like back to back to back and it literally like lifted my mood so much it was so yeah and so i, I have that. those like saved on my phone and so i've a few like multiple times since uh -huh. um, when i've been really like going through it i'll just read those comments because it helps me to remember like you know the bigger impact that I'm hoping you know that I'm wanting to make and why I'm doing this in the first place so that's what I personally do I honestly yeah. recommend like just screenshot the positive ones and then I keep them in the album that. on your phone and then just go through them yeah I need to do that <laughs> like print yes. them out all over my house exactly like, just, just all, all over the over place the there's no no need for negativity anyway <laughs> yeah so that's what I would recommend that's a great question <laughs> negativity <laughs> exactly, we don't know her. exactly hopefully hopefully that can help I love that. I'm totally going to use that. I'm 100% yep, going to use you, that. <laughs> well, for that. anyone who's watching, <laughs> where can they follow you online, all your socials? So everything is just at Nicole Concilio. And my first name is just N-I-C-O-L with no E. And I yeah, should pop up go follow her. Go watch her content, guys. Make sure you go support. Thank you again for coming Thank on the podcast. Thank you so I much. I appreciate you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was such an honor and a privilege. Like I, I, I still was like, oh, oh my god, do I deserve do. this? <laughs> yeah. like, so thank you for helping my <laughs> imposter syndrome and for having me on. I feel so honored. This was like one of the coolest oh, things I've done so all year. Much. So much. This was such an awesome conversation. Me. I love love being able to talk to you. And we need to hang out in person, like stat, like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I will. Let me know when you're in LA. I'll let I you know. I will. I will let you know. I, yeah, we, we definitely need to hang out. But thank you again. Thank you guys for watching and listening um, so much. Really appreciate all of you. If you haven't thank already, you. make sure you subscribe to the Justin. The Justification YouTube channel. Uh, leave a comment. Um, we'd absolutely love to see what your guys' thoughts are on, on that episode. And this has been a presentation of Cadence 13 and Odyssey Studio. New episodes out every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. Thank you guys so much for watching again, and we will see you in the next one.